Welcome back to another episode of the Hatchets Weekly News Podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Alec Rich. So, in last week's essay elections, about 93% of the 3,000-plus votes that were cast backed a referendum that urges officials to create an urban studies minor in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences. The referendum victory came after significant advocacy from students, powered most prominently by the GW Urban Studies Initiative. In a hatched op-ed penned by two members of the initiative's steering committee several weeks ago, the argument for an urban studies minor encompassed several main points. The most prominent of those were the need for students to engage with and understand the reasons for rapidly gentrifying DC, and the fact that to receive an urban studies education at GW, students have to take what is essentially a hodgepodge of courses across different programs like history and geography, which is very different from the urban studies programs at several of GW's peer schools. So here to discuss the importance of the minor, the referendum victory, and their upcoming symposium on the city event next week are the authors of that op-ed, seniors Andrea Martinez and Yannicka Meekton from the GW Urban Studies Initiative. All right, thank you to you both for joining me. Um, Yannicka, I'll start with you. I know this was outlined in the hashed op-ed that you both threw it a couple of weeks back, but why is the implementation of an urban studies minor so important for GW students? We simply do not have any space to talk about the issues affecting this city uh, and cities in general. Um, and that's unacceptable uh, in, uh, at a university, the largest university in one of the largest metropolitan areas in this country. Already, there's a lack of uh, spaces in colleges in DC to talk about um, urban planning and urban studies. Um, and uh, it, it, we have an opportunity to fill that gap and to be kind of pioneers, I guess, but uh, uh, just sort of plugging something that, that should have existed way before. So I hesitate to even call us sort of pioneers as we're, we're, we're doing something that should have already had, you know, happened 20 years ago. Um, and indeed, we used to have an urban planning uh, program at the school that was eventually uh, removed. I think that's, that's the most compelling reason. And it's not just uh, uh, any other program, which is why it came up for a referendum. Because of so many of the processes in cities being so insidious, it would be very difficult for someone without the guidance of a program to discern like, hey, actually all these things that I'm thinking about in terms of like displacement and migration and economics and culture, policies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like all of those become coagulated in a city. And it's just a very important, I would say like case study or, or field site. And as Yannick said, you know, it it's part of the foundation of this particular school, for better and for worse, the way that we interact with this city and the, the, our history with this city, the least we can do is, is meet that where it is. So I guess to that end, you know, do you believe the creation of an urban studies minor has the potential to alter GW students' relationship with the city itself then? I think that that is more symptomatic of a larger or like a, a more fundamental shift in oneself and being able to step outside of one one's own self-interest and, and start living in a more community-minded spirit. I think that city, city in general can bring to mind or evoke this kind of very cold cement kind of brutalist sensation when in fact it's it's just like this nexus of people all living very close to one another and all the voices and, and choices that go into that. I mean, like being able to have a, a sense of that pulse, I think is so important, like as a human being in general. Uh, and Yannick, I want to get your reaction to 
obviously last week, 93% of students who voted in the essay election voted in favor of the referendum uh, for pushing CCAS to create the urban studies minor. So where do things stand right now as far as progress then towards that creation? We wanted to get this done now because there are only so many windows to receive student opinions en masse uh, about certain topics. And, um, you know, we, we didn't go for a survey because there's selection bias that, that could occur. And, and we also know that students conduct surveys all the time. Uh, the SA conducts surveys all the time. Administration at every level is a little tired of surveys and they don't, they don't really love reading their responses and, and are especially uh, less responsive when students make the survey and, and not the administrative team. So uh, what we wanted to do here was, was get a really big sample size and, and, and build up that momentum. Um, we have uh, several professors who are working with us to uh, produce a proposal uh, that will be presented uh, at the beginning of next year, uh, next academic year, uh, uh, more than likely. Uh, because the uh, the window to propose a new minor um, was uh, sort of passed a, a, a while back, a, a few months back. So um, the the idea is to take these results, pull them into the into the report, um, and submit that report uh, at the beginning of next next semester. I also want to get your thoughts because I was curious, and we've covered this before on the podcast before. You know, what do you kind of believe is the responsibility of an urban university like GW to the city, um, as far as issues like gentrification and helping marginalized communities combat problems like food and um, food deserts and different things like that. You know, to that end, you know, what role do you think an urban studies minor might play in that effort? These are all issues that GW has not been very active on. Um, some more than others, certainly, but uh, not nearly to the level that, for example, other universities in other cities uh, are are seized on, or, or that you know this university. Like cares about. So, for example, uh, we do a lot of stuff with uh, you know the international community, and and then GW talks a lot about its stance in the diplomatic community, whatever. And um, you know that's that's all well and good, but DC is not DC is not just uh, not just Washington, right? It's it's a place where people live, people that have real problems, um, and we as 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 a university are supposed to be coming up with solutions with them. Um, that's that's I think what the purpose of the university is, is, you know, not just to educate the next generation, but to equip them with the ability to solve problems uh, that society is facing. This might be a little bit idealistic thinking, but I do sense that there's a greater willingness after the pandemic among people to say, to say like, whoa, everything I thought was right is wrong, or everything that I thought was XYZ is actually ZYX. And I think about DC in particular, not being a state and how suffrage and representation and policies and, and all that um, has been effectively withheld from majority slash plurality uh, Black constituents for almost 200 years, if not more. My, my dates are shaky, but I think that GW, if we were able to bring that to the forefront and unpack the story of why, in particular, D.C., has had their voting rights disenfranchised, essentially. I think that that would be a, a really remarkable thing to be able to do in this moment. That would, to me, I think, be a reflection of we see this moment and we are putting our money where our mouth is. So the, the idea of not being a silent actor today based on 
you know, the history of the university itself and, and what it's done in, in the Foggy Bottom community. Um, and lastly, I want to ask about um, Symposium on the City next weekend. Um, and I know there's many different angles that are going to be addressed regarding this intersection of urbanism with other areas like social justice, healthcare, infectious disease. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the importance of the symposium and do you see it potentially as even a roadmap for what an urban studies minor at GW might look like in, in the future? Um, yeah, I guess we can start with you. Yeah, that's certainly part of the uh, part of the reason why something like this is happening is because we want to show students what uh, it would look like to address the you know issues uh, in the city and, and we're, we're, we have professors from around around the country around the world who are coming in um, to, to offer their insights um, and uh, as well as community activists um, but we're, but we're primarily primarily will be we, we, we've invited professors um, and uh, so yeah that's certainly one of the one of the goals is to have people understand what what uh, what it could look like I'm really proud personally of, of our org for having the chutzpah, I suppose, to really like get something like this off the ground. Um, if you look at our lineup of speakers, I mean, for an org that was officially established last semester, I think that this is no, no small matter. Um, and also I think it's just, it's, it's a cool thing that like, you know, here we are a bunch of rascals, like actually, you know, devoting free time, so to speak, um, to these really like, I don't know, they're not niche ideas, but they are certainly like ideas that you have to spend a lot of time thinking about. And I think it's just, it's very, it's comforting to know that there's a wide range of people that want to spend their time doing the same thing. I think that that's, again, that reflects, you know, that 92, 93% uh, referendum vote. Like maybe there are, there are way more people thinking in these ways that I am giving credit for. Nice to build that community. Yeah, and Andrew, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Glenn Wheeler. 